Hey, everybody. <laughs> that was peppy. That was peppy. Mm-hmm. Episode number 66 of the podcast. Maybe tonight we'll find her voice. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> so the big question is this. How are leaders like you that recognize people and technology are the backbone of the company they're building continue to make progress when they have no clear idea on how to develop individuals and utilize technology in a way that helps them remain profitable? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is Tom and Michaela, and welcome to the Heart and Hustle Podcast. You know, sometimes our topics that we deal with day in and day out aren't that exciting, aren't that fun. They're actually, I think they're really exciting, and I think they're really fun. But there's that line of what in the hell can we and should we and yeah there's a lot of stuff we just can't talk about there is i mean this week this past week like i i don't know if like obviously we record these things on sunday sunday evening usually Mm -hmm. and i don't know if this is like a precursor to the next week or kind of a recap of the past week this past week was rough yeah it's been a rough couple weeks it's been a rough couple weeks yeah not like the good type of rough. It doesn't make me want to get up on a Monday morning. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, what was the hardest part of your last week? I mean, I don't want to... Re- I, I, I hate reflecting. I hate like looking backwards. But I kind of want to look back for a second and just kind of reminisce a little bit. What was the hardest part of last week for you? Mm, I think... That's a tough question. Processes. And we talk about it all the time. We talk about it all the time, how important it is. But I think we're at a point where we have the ability to go a couple different directions and we're like, which way are we headed? And I think there's some misunderstandings of like what's going on Mm -hmm. and how Mm -hmm. things need to play out and talking through those things and working through those things has been tricky a little bit. Well, we mentioned this several episodes ago where it's much easier to sit on the other side of the table and work with companies and leaders and tell them, you know, This is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. (laughs) It's obvious. This is the process. This is obvious. I mean, you know, for us looking outward, I mean, this is obvious. Like leader A has to do X, Y, and Z. Leader B has to do A, B, and C. And we can spell that out. I mean, we can literally sit in the stands and coach that team. But when we're in the game for our business, we're on the field tossing the ball back and forth. Mm-hmm. We struggle sometimes. And why is that? Are we overanalyzing what we're doing at times? I think so. Is that good or is that bad? That's both. Case in point, this evening, I was figuring out this upcoming week. Now we're jumping ahead. I need to get some stuff done before we head back down to Florida. And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, I'll hop in the car. I'll head out to Western Nebraska on Tuesday for a little while, meet some clients, do my thing, get a few things done. And then as you were 
taking down the garbage down the quarter mile driveway there. I'm thinking to myself, why do I have such a hard time delegating? And it's not that I, I have a hard time delegating, but I have a really hard time delegating. And it's not that I can't do it. It's the fact I think about the impact to somebody else saying, Hey, Jason, ding, you're going to be heading out to, you know, Western Nebraska on Tuesday morning. It's Sunday night. He has no idea. He'll end up going and hopefully he'll take a couple vlogs for the Soaring Group page. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, I struggle with that piece of it. I know you do. I don't struggle with the act of delegating. I struggle with the potential response of those being delegated to about what's going through their head. And I don't know why. It never bothers them, but it bothers me more than it bothers them. So it's just like, I want that time to work on the business, to grow the business. And I think of everything that I do should be that of focusing on the business growth and delegating and elevating others. But the reality is that's exactly what we preach here at Heart and Hustle to everybody that we speak to. But when we're in that position, we're like heads down, get stuff done and just work and work and work and work. Yeah. I think that's what somewhat makes us successful in that role though, because we understand where they're coming from. We understand Mm. where they're at. We understand how hard it is to think through some of these things. And so we end up being very patient and walking along with them and talking about the pros and the cons, the ups and the downs, the ifs and the thens. And I think it kind of, as as difficult as it is and as backwards as it seems, Mm -hmm. I think it's what makes us good at what we do because we understand where they're coming from. We've been there. We've played on the field. We know what it's like and we can be a little bit more patient and understanding in that process. But I think we kind of still like playing in the field. I, you know, I think of Tom Brady, you know, 40 some years old, still want to play that position knowing you probably shouldn't be playing that position, but still pretty good at it. Yeah, there's that too. We enjoy it. And I'm afraid of losing my cadence, losing what I have, what I have to offer my, you know, my abilities, I guess, if you would, because now I'm by the sidelines, coaching others, working with others. Well, we said this to, um, I forget who it was and it was no, no offense to teachers out there, but those, those who can teach can't do or something. What was that quote? Yeah, it's, it's pretty old and common. Um, those who can't do teach. Exactly. And I never want to be that person. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can definitely do and I can definitely teach, but I don't ever want to not to do. Right. Because no, I think that's what gives you your, your, I don't know, your, it, it keeps you on top of your game. It keeps you relevant. Yeah, that's true. But at the same time, like, I think of you in your position as like, there's so many hours in a day. You cannot do everything. It's like at some point we have to let go and just roll into where we are now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's not always an easy process either. It's, it's a lot of letting go. It's a lot of trusting. It's a lot of facing our own insecurities within ourselves because I mean like to what you're speaking to you're kind of in new territory too and it's just 
you haven't been there before and what does that look like and what should that look like? And it's just new. It, it is. And I was working with a, um, another business owner up North and he's struggling. He is overworked. He is working his tail off right. 24, seven, 365. And I can see it. I can see the burnout and I'm not going to say burnout because you know, I don't feel like I'm ever burned out, but I can see it that he is working a lot. And I feel as if he may at one point in time just think, oh my gosh, this is a lot of work. Yeah. But it's like, how do I encourage him? How do I work with him to have him focus on the business when his mind right now is like he's so focused operationally on the company in the weeds like in the actual weeds of the day-to-day processes where he needs to jump out and soar and be, you know, 500 foot up or whatever it is and just look down and figure out what is actually going on with the company. It's tough. It is. It's why Soren was created. That's the whole monkeyer of the name is Soren Group is because we have this ability to jump up, fly above the field, and you can see, you know, the mouse running over here or the gopher, whatever, the raccoon over here. And you actually see everything from a very high point, a high vantage point. Mm-hmm. And actually see what's going on with the company. And I feel we still have this ability, but what's been difficult, I think, for you and I with the clients that we serve on both HR and IT is that bringing those leaders up from the weeds and help them them actually soar above it and teaching them how to fly and that's difficult it is because because it's difficult for even us to do at times so how do you teach something that you don't really know well i think we know we recognize it but you're kind of trapped in that paradigm as well is like how do you get out of it and like you just said it's a lot of trust it's a lot of encouragement it's a lot of delegation to others Mm mm-hmm it's a lot of others being having the ability to, um, I hate to use the word, but step up mm-hmm. in their roles and their responsibilities and take ownership and encourage them to take ownership, knowing that they may not want to. Mm-hmm. They might not have the ability to. Mm-hmm. So. And then what? And then what? Mm-hmm. Fire fast. Yeah, that's a whole nother conversation. That's a whole nother episode podcast. It is. <laughs> we were talking about that, what, Friday night? We were. There was an episode I saw of a... Um, Gary key- Yeah, it was a keynote, mm-hmm. and you know the whole point was fire fast. If you're going to build something big, it's not you doing everything. It's you hiring people to do things, and you're in charge of the following framework. Hire fast. If they prove to you in the first three, six, or 12 months they stink, fire faster. If they prove to you in the first three, six, or 12 months they got it, promote fastest. And there's definitely a lot of... But, like, there's truth to that. Like, I 100% agree with we that. Have Hire not, slow, fire fast. We like, have not fired fast in the past. No, we, we haven't. We have not fired but fast. What were what are the reasons that we've talked about that we haven't fired fast? Most of it, I think, is just the pure empathy of, like, what if? Like, what if we fire that person, and, and what if they can't make their house payment or rent their rent payment or buy food for their family? Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's where that I go. That might be a teeny part of it a little bit. That's where I go. But the other part of it is, like, like we talked about the other night, Gary Vee can hire anybody. But, yeah, he can fire fast. He can hire anybody he wants in a heartbeat. 
I mean, he's got 50 people waiting in line for his positions. Most of us are struggling to fill these positions with quality, qualified well, candidates. I, and I so it's like, key. how yeah. do you fire fast when you don't know when or where the next candidate is, is going right. to come from? Yeah. And, and we've had a tremendous amount of success of applicants coming in, even inside of our companies now. But the quality is not good. Yep. And, and everybody is facing that same thing. I mean, we are not unique to that. Everybody I talk to is like, where are the qualified candidates? And they're really struggling to fill those positions. So for, for people to fire fast, it's good in theory, but it's not practical in reality. No, because yeah. that firing, and then you think of the culture impact when you're a smaller company, yes, not when huge. you have, you know, thousands of employees, but you know, say you're under the 30 mark or maybe under the 40 mark probably even under the 50 mark that you, you fire one or two people and those one or two people may be key to somebody else, maybe to a different manager or to a different team, Mm -hmm. but to someone like me, maybe, you know what, try to get rid of them. The toxicity or the issues that they're causing are not worth it, but they're key to somebody else getting their job done. And then all of a sudden you pull that brick out of the wall. Yep. Part of that wall crumbles. Yep. It's not as easy as it sounds. (laughs) It's not. No. I don't know. Last week was a tough week. I, I think. Um, what was the What was the hardest part for you? I think it was. I'm not sure if it was boundaries or setting boundaries. It if it was delegating. It was. For me, it was understanding that we have certain things that have to get done and you know there's certain projects that have to be complete and tasking individuals with those projects or having them come up with the ideas on how to execute those projects some people just they just don't have the ability and i just default back and i think they have the ability because we're all human they can think of at least the first two, three, four steps into completing X, Y, and Z. But sometimes it just doesn't happen. And so I start to internalize, like, is it the reason that someone's not doing it because they surely just don't want to? Is it because they can't or don't know how, or they're afraid to ask direction being a Thursday evening and saying, Hey, I'm stuck on this. What do you think? And so it just seemed like last week for me was a lot of that, you know, eh, Tom will figure it out. He'll take care of it. I won't have to worry about it. But then I think maybe I'm just not there someday to pick up the pieces. Well, at the end of the day, that only hurts me or hurts the organization. Mm -hmm. And so and I feel that sometimes you're in that same position with the clients that you work with is that you sometimes care and caring is in my mind, the, the, the number one thing that we do and that you care sometimes more about the clients than you serve than the clients even care about themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's hard. I know I do. I mean, my goodness sakes, I, each customer, each client that we serve that I work with, is I feel like it's my company. I feel like their employees or their staff are part of 
my staff. It's just like that deep and that, that caring is so deep. It's yeah. just not a monetary I think, transaction. I think that's the difference between, <laughs> and I hate to say it, and I don't love the fact that this is the way it is, but I think a lot of that comes down to the fact that I think it's a big difference in thought process between a business owner and an employee. I think they're... I mean, the reason you started the business was for that, because of that passion. And you've invested blood, sweat, and tears and everything Mm -hmm. you have into it. Employees don't have that mindset. And you don't expect them to, too. You don't expect them to, but you kind of, you want them to, but they don't. I want them to understand. So what do you do when you want them to have that passion and that desire and that, that drive but they just don't. Right. Like, how do you... Hey, there's zero expectations. I mean, we've talked about that before. I mean, there's zero expectations of, of somebody having that same pattern. There's because, zero expectations. Because they don't own but it. But then there's the disappointment that you're referring to right now. Yeah. So how do you how do you deal with that? Well, I think it's because certain individuals or, or certain people, they want to accelerate. They want to be, you know, they want to see themselves in three, four, five years, you know, three, six, nine months, whatever it shall be in a certain position or a certain role, but they're unwilling to do the work to get there. I'm not saying our staff by any means, but I'm just saying in general, people want to come in and we saw the resume come in the other day. It was a cashier, (laughs) C-H-A-S-I-E-R, misspelled. And they were... No experience, wanted like $70,000. They wanted $70,000 to start in an IT basic minimal support desk type role. And it was just like, you're kidding me. They're just, they're going like, I hate to, I hate to say it, but they're trying to get the third base on the first date. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. That's, I mean, so many people are there and another podcast episode, but social media is not helping that. I mean, everything in your feed is make six figures, make six figure, figures yeah. from home doing this, make six figures. I mean, it's just like that get wit rich quick. I don't have to put any effort. I can just do it super fast uh-huh. is permeated everything everywhere. It has. And, and it's, it's the, not helping our workforce. <laughs> no, it has not been helping our workforce at all. However, there's a lot of things out there I want to try. I want to look at just just for fun. Yeah, I know. But, Another podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to kind of do that with our daughter and see what she can do in the next few months here or next month or so to yeah. is try this that. Legit? Is it real? Is it legit? Can is it real? It happen? Can she do this or not? We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Just where I'm at, I guess, at this point. Yeah, I know. It's. Last week was a tough a week. Paradox. I think this week is going to be great. We're going to spend, leave here in a couple of days, head down back down to Florida for that office for a little bit, spend some time with that team. And I'm. Very excited about doing that, just to kind of get out of the mix and everything else. And but, um, but yeah, I'm I'm happy, I guess. I'm glad. Is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. There you go. It's such an apathetic statement. Apathetic. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All <words>. right. Anyhow, <laughs> let us know your thoughts, views. What do you think? Comments, please. Like button. Yeah. Anyhow, talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.